Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyone is a fanatic With skeletons in the attic My name is Brent and this is Patrick Our show is overly dramatic our show is overly dramatic. Ready? Our show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Killing it. We're, we're doing well, man. A lot of views, a lot of good feedback. Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah. I had a friend that told me uh, we're kind of, I was like, I was like a blacker Trevor Noah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Dude, I'm a black. Do you like my my skin color or like the fact that I'm not from Africa? Like I I can't get, you can't get any blacker than a man who's from Africa. So I don't I don't understand that one. But yeah, I mean he he compared you to somebody famous. So that's cool. I guess I guess we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Lots of views. Shout out to shout out to all our friends and family who are watching and yeah. uh, also making our, this thing a thing. Our friends in Korea. I had a uh, some of my Korean students have been watching it. Oh, cool! And uh, I think one of, on one of our videos, there's a, a Korean signature on there saying, you know, "Great job, guys!" or something. Oh, like right. That. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I thought that was uh, like uh, somebody hacked in or something, but oh. <laughs> possibly. Good. Yeah, no, we're we're international. Okay. Yeah. So a little intro. I, I'm a. I'm a drama teacher. I've uh, done drama. I'm an improv performer, stand-up comedian. My name is Patrick. Absolutely. And I am, uh, what's my name again? <laughs> somewhere, it's somewhere in the intro. Oh, I'm Brent. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, it's, it's in the song. Okay. Um, I'm a musician, actor. I'm also a stand-up comedian. I've traveled around Canada for years doing theater, film, and TV. And I've also taught drama. Cool. So that's uh that's our title. Um, how's the week, man? What's been going on? You know, uh, it's funny, you know, the uh, one day kind of just blends into the next when you like. I work from home mostly. Um, you ever notice that when you're waiting to get paid, time slows down like crazy. But when, yep. you, have a, when you have a bill due, time speeds by like crazy, and they're happening at the same time. Yeah. I, I don't understand the physics of the universe because like, how is it? I haven't been paid yet, but my third Rogers bill of the month is due. Came already. <laughs> I don't, what's the deal? Time what's the deal with the Rogers? <laughs> right, great one. Oh man. So you're not getting that CERB money. Um, I, I never actually like, because I'm self-employed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a different, it's a different thing. I do. Yeah. Um, See, my day stuff has not been interrupted because I teach uh, I teach ESL and English online, yeah. but I do like script coaching and and, right. and business speaking. Um, so that's been intact. But what has messed me up is is yourself, I'm sure, is the night stuff. Um, the the they've canceled the summer prematurely or not. I don't know. It's not for me to say. Yeah. But like we're we're in a weird limbo right now because part of my weekly life is doing shows. Yes. And, Kaput. So for money. Yeah. It's, for money. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy because there's like they've let's see even let's conservatively estimate it uh, opens up in September. Right. So from March to September, I've lost just dozens of gigs, and I, I haven't even counted the money I've lost. Yeah. 
Right. So I'd be curious to know from our friends um, or the, you know, the people watching, how it's affected them. What kind of, um, what, what has stayed normal and what has been lost to them? I'm curious to see different people. The comedians are literally begging to get back on there. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they had the, they had the like a uh, light opening recently. They were like, okay, we're going to go into phase two. Huh. Yeah. We can, you can gather. Right. But then they put out, okay, no singing okay. and no dancing. <laughs> so all the comedians are like, well. And they've got John Lithgow from Footloose in watching everybody just in case. Yeah. Do we, do we go out? Can we perform? Apparently not. Cause laughter, laughter, it spreads the, Spreads the virus somehow. So, so if I yeah. say good evening, then yeah. I'm a good citizen. If I say good evening, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Doesn't make any, nope. any sense. So don't hold your notes too long. Nope. So, nope. Oh. I, I read know. a book this past right. week. Yeah, I read the Michelle Obama becoming. Okay. Yeah. She has some good insight on how to become president. So I took some notes and. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was a really smart guy. I came up with that conclusion. Well, what? yeah, he uh, he just blew the field away. Yeah, know? he did. Yeah, he, he was very charming, and he he sold he sold America on on the idea of hope. Right? No, that was, and that was like just a common thread that kind of unites us all as a humanity. And and you know, he was able to, I guess, conquer conquer race as a barrier to success. So. Well, he Forever emblematic, or he'll forever be a symbol. Yeah. Too bad. But like in between the lines, though, she had some pretty interesting things about his uh, presence as a father. Oh, really? He wasn't there much. <laughs> I would imagine not. Where's that? Oh, he's in Syria, calming shit down. You know, I could say. Like even even when they were on the come up on the rise, like he wanted no part of the of the fatherly duties, my friend. Uh -huh. He booked meetings, late night meetings. He'd be going to the gym before coming home to like see the kids. Yeah, I think to Obama it might have been actually easier to to govern three hundred million people than actually do like daily drop offs and pickups and all that stuff for him. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he wanted no part of that, man. I couldn't imagine him being on the side of a soccer pitch. Saying no, no, no. He's like, he's taking notes for his next meeting while while looking up. Oh yeah, good goal, Malia. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what they say. Sometimes people destined for greatness, um, they they can't function in a domestic situation. So they say that. They say. And then I uh, we went for a little hike, and then my one of my my baby, the two year old, she just got a she got a tick. You ever experienced a tick? No, I don't think so. Yeah, we got back home and I see we saw this tick in her in her arm. Wow. And my wife knew what to do. I didn't know what to do. I'm like checking Google. My right. wife went upstairs, ran, got the tweezers, pulled out the tick, and even bottled it. I had no idea all that was involved in a tick. You know, you know what you can get from from a tick bike? Well, that's Lyme disease, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. You're very smart. You are smarter than me. Um, <laughs> it says, says a little. Um, yeah, so Lyme disease is like, you can have that for like two years. Really? Yeah. And it can be uh, fatal. Um, it, could be, it could be fatal too. So like we, we got on, well, my wife got on it really quickly. Pull that out. 
but I, I didn't even know. I was like thinking maybe, maybe, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe she gets some superhero powers or something, you know, like <laughs> turn into the next Spider-Man. I don't know. Or something, you know, catches. Yeah. Well, I'd like to pretend I'm smarter than I am. And I like to accept credit for being intelligent. But the fact is I saw that on a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Oh, that's. Yeah, that's how you learn, eh? That, that is, you know, it's a yeah. key source of education. Well, and how is, what is, like, I'm just curious, was it painful or itchy or unknown? No, it might have hurt at the time when she got it, but she doesn't really speak clear words yet. Um, so she, she got the bite while we were out in the forest, and then we came back home, we see this thing in her, so it didn't hurt while it's in there. Then we pull it out, and then it might have been a little pinch, but she didn't feel anything. Sure. Well, that's good. Yeah. Why bottle it? What, uh, oh, you have to take it to the lab, which I still haven't done. <laughs> so they can say if uh, apparently like 10% of the uh, ticks have the Lyme disease carrying uh, okay. bacteria or whatever. Wow. What a, yeah. what a fun topic to start out with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the artists are doing just as well as the parents are. <laughs> parents are struggling, man. We're like in a house. We're all trapped. There's nowhere to go. There's no parks. You can't call a friend and have like random play dates. You got to like plan this stuff. You got to have people in your circle that you trust now, right? Like if you haven't received the call from a friend with kids, then you're not in their circle and <laughs> you got to rethink that relationship. So parents are struggling, man. And I, it's hard to discipline them, especially like because usually we could just say, okay, go out, go play or, you know, let's go to the whatever let's go to gymnastics or whatever right but now it's like they're just lashing out man and and you got the seven-year-old if she wants to scream it's over your eardrums are done it's over yeah she has that she has that superhero power it's it's not so much a family unit as more of a hostage situation it's like is today the day they cut off my head or do i just messed with you know it's hard man all i wanted for father's day was just to like have the day you know <laughs> yeah, my wife was like i'll give you an hour <laughs> and you took it you're like yeah i took that i took that yes yeah, some quiet time yeah man did you get what do uh what do fathers get for father's day like a box of tools or a new remote like what What did you get breakfast i got an hour <laughs> <laughs> that's what i got hey, gift of the magi you know? yeah they that's got me a coffee they got me a coffee no, I'm not even going to ask what you did with that hour because I'm sure yeah, it was just, it's just pure peace, man. Yeah, well, it's hard, man. Being a parent, disciplining the kids and stuff. You know, when when because you can't give your kids timeouts out here. No, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Back in the day, my mom used to give us knockouts. You know, just like one little thump to the head. <laughs> and you can't separate them because then you have to check on three of them all the time. Yeah. Check on the group. It's trouble, bud. It's trouble. Man, well, that's it's boring. It's frustrating. I've read all of the internet. There's yeah. nothing else I've read at all. Yeah. yeah. I've watched all of Netflix. I've seen all the internet. There's just I'm, I'm, see, I've seen every language, every every show in every language on Netflix. <laughs> so, Absolutely. We are we're trapped, man. It's this COVID's going driving us mentally crazy. Very much. Anything. But uh, well, that's a nice little segue into our first Canadian topic. Excellent. Yeah. So, I don't know if you saw this, but last week 
there was a there was an incident in Parliament uh, where Jagmeet Singh got kicked out for calling a member of the Bloc Quebecois a racist. Right. Uh, and the Speaker of the House kicked him out. So our starting question is: Was the Speaker being overly dramatic? Hey, man, right on cue. Good for you this week. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, also, I also appreciate the real subtle finger you're throwing out. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Now, this, for context, this was a, about uh, legislation concerning funding of the RCMP or uh, re-looking at RCMP funding, something like that? Um. The specific context was, it was regarding, was it funding? I don't uh, specifically remember. I think it was, what I, when I looked at it, I saw, I saw him do a commentary saying it was, it was a, it was something to pass anti-racist laws. And then he's, he, he was talking about, you know, it was, it was like a, a, a bill that all members would agree. Right. Now, if you're in politics, you know there's never going to be anything where all members will agree. Even even Obamacare. Yeah. No. Yeah. We know yeah. everybody could possibly be helped. It's not happening. People no, are going to block against Obamacare. No, no pun intended. People are going to block your bill, <laughs> even just just because they don't like you. Yeah. So there's never there's never a a time in politics where all members will agree. Yeah. No. Maybe in theory. Yeah, there's there's so much like uh, sort of backroom deals, stuff like that. If you if you vote down this bill, then I'll do this for you, or I'll yeah. give your town your riding gets the construction contract if you vote for me on this, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a natural part of politics. I don't. The the RCMP, it's I, I do recall something about reorganizing funding or something like that in the bill. But right. like on the face of it, like if, if we see it, it's like, oh, it's an anti-racist bill. You okay. think anybody in their right mind would be, oh, I'm anti-racist. Yeah. Um, but if there if there was a particular in there that this block member disagreed with with regards to maybe allocating building new headquarters and certain ridings, yeah, right. I mean, all the little minutiae, all the mm -hmm. addendums that get put into, into legislative bills. Um, if you disagree with something like that, then honestly, I think it's kind of a cheap shot to call them racist. Okay. Right? And, and also, I don't think any politician in their right mind um, who expects to get or stay elected would actually do something overtly racist. doesn't mean they're not. doesn't mean they're not racist. But yeah. to actually stand up in parliament and say, no, I think we should stay the course and keep minorities down. Nobody's <laughs> so my. They're gonna say that outright, yeah. They might say it somewhere, but not on the on the House of Commons floor. Um, so honestly, I'm not I'm not sure. I think it, it, to me it brings up sort of a bigger thing. Um, it's just if we look around everywhere today, it's just like there's Nazis everywhere. You know, according to whoever you read, according to whatever confirmation bias bubble you're in, reading stuff. And I mean, I can't speak for everybody, so no yeah. one has to speak for me. You know, like I, I don't, 
I don't pretend to, to know what every group, no group is a monolith. I don't pretend to know what every group thinks. So I don't think people have the right to know what I think. Um, so like racist, racist, racist everywhere. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a moral panic. And if that's just the go-to and you know you're going to win if you throw that accusation, yeah. I mean, it's, maybe it's crying wolf. And like, I think maybe, I think, I don't know if that's the hill that uh, the Jugmeet wants to die on. Because if he's going to, if he's going to use that this early, um, what happens when there's actually real systemic stuff we want to change? What happens mm. if actual racist stuff going on that people are fighting to keep? And now he looks like he's cried wolf too many times. That's just my hot take. That's, I don't, I don't that's know. That's an interesting take. That's an interesting take that for him to do it early. But like, if, if you're, if you're on social media, he looks like a bit of a hero right now. Some people might even claim like a Canadian heritage type moment, you know, like that moment when right. one person stood up for what was right. I mean, the bill, a lot of parliament members, the people who you elect, you think they are representing your best interests, right? right. So everyone in parliament, we are representing a group of people's best interests. Uh, and Jagmeet Singh seems to be right now uh, representing the minorities, right? Uh, so a lot of people have stood up and said, this was a big moment for Canada, uh, speaking up against racism. So the reactions are all positive. Everybody's like supporting him. Um, but we just have to kind of remember, things are a little bit different in Quebec. It's a little bit yeah. how their views, right? So. They got the hijab ban passed for all public sector workers, right? That's one thing. Right. Even, even McDonald's tastes different there. Like Tim Hortons. <laughs> I've been to Quebec many times. I've traveled there, competed there as an athlete. Like, I've done just, rock and roll there. For, the minute you cross that border, you could just feel it. There's something just a little off. So, you know, like when they have all these like Canadian contests, Tim Hortons, roll up the wind to rim. Roll up the rim to win. It's like, except for Quebec. <laughs> All their contests are never including the French, but... <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> All the contests, man, it's crazy. But like, I think with racism, there's two sides. I always view it like a number line. You know, a number line has negatives, racism, positives, and then number zero. So if you, if you are somebody who says, I'm not a racist, I think you're at zero. I'm not a racist. Okay. To, to fight racism, which is the negative, you got to go on the other way. You have to be like anti-racist. I think, I, so I think Jagmeet Singh is a positive anti-racist. And he's trying to balance the scale of racist policies. So kudos to him and his actions. And I think he's got a long way to go. Obviously, there's going to be a lot more blocking of, of policy and strategies, but he's, he's on the right path. So give him that. I like, uh, I like Jugmeet actually. I, um, yeah. I voted for him last time. Well, I, I don't live in his riding, but I voted for his party last time. Um, I don't, I don't anticipate the NDP forming a federal government anytime soon, but I do. Right. Think it's important to have their voice heard. Yes. So yeah. I think, be, I think that they should be represented. Yeah, um, the whole the, the whole strategic voting that's a whole nother topic. People yeah, people who want to vote for NDP end up voting liberal because they're just like, yeah, well, if yeah. if we don't yeah. So 
the Tories will get in if you don't hold your yeah, vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole different topic. <laughs> I understand people do that. I don't. I vote yeah. independent all the time. Um, yeah. Unless there isn't one available. But nonetheless, like, it's, it's just one of those, I mean, the, the sarcastic comedian in me yeah. wants to say, wow, Jugmeat, so you, you stood up against racism on social media. How yeah. stunning and brave. Yeah. Wow. You're you're a real uh, you're a real trailblazer there. <laughs> really, you 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 don't like racism? Oh my god! Yeah. You know, like it's uh, yeah. Obviously, nobody likes racism. It's um, yeah. I I don't like accusations just being bandied about so quickly. It just but, it just bothers me. I mean, this. But, yeah, go ahead. He's a policymaker, so right. He's he's in probably one of the most influential places. And for, for that to happen there, I think it's a big moment. I think it's a big moment. And no, fair enough. I don't, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't disagree at all. Um, I think, I think overall, overall, you and I have the same ideology and philosophy. I think sometimes it's in the intricacies where we might, uh, yeah. Never but I mean, I, you know, not that we open this topic to get started on the RCMP, but if, yeah. you look at, if you look at the absolute disgrace of all of the uh, Aboriginal women gone missing, yeah, um, and such a lack of progress, that right. is absolutely scandalous. Yes, yeah, so I, I think he's working towards also putting some legislation in place to make sure those crimes are resolved and police are held accountable. And to make peace with our indigenous friends, friends. Yeah, there is. I mean, as far back as the Quebec history goes, and them being of a different culture and society, and how unique they are, even though it rubs us the wrong way sometimes. Look at our relationship with the indigenous people. How far yeah. that goes. And, it's not the best. Yeah. You know, I mean, we. I don't know how to do it. If, if, if nobody does, because then you know, hopefully we'd work toward doing it. But we've got to have some sort of resolution. There's got to yeah. be some kind of uh, self-government that is inherent in yep. whatever moves we make. We yep. can't, I mean, we've tried for decades just throwing money at it. That didn't work. Um, we've tried the broken window policing. That doesn't work. Um, I think that the natives need not tokenistic, but real self-government, real right. community, community policing, and um, real real investitures in, uh, in their land. It's... Yeah. You know, and, it's, a, it's a tricky issue. I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. What were you gonna say? Yeah, he's gonna have he's gonna have a long way to go to build policy and work with yeah. work with those leaders yeah. of their communities to help that change. Yeah. Before we get stuck on a diff on that topic, let's let's okay. let's move on because we that's a whole different Right. And we're trying to, yeah. we're trying not to do like epic cinema here. <laughs> yeah. What was it what was it last week? Three and a half hours, I think. Yeah, yeah. something like that. <laughs> So, okay, so uh, this is the second Canadian topic. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm calling this diplomacy should not be hostage negotiation. All right, so several Canadian political figures um, who are famous enough in our recent history, Creation era people, Andre Ouellette, uh, Axworthy, people like that. Um, they're urging Trudeau to release Meng Wanshu. Um, she is a... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, this has been going on for a couple of years now, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Since 2018. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people, people know who I'm talking about. She is the, uh, the Huawei. Uh, did I say it right? Huawei? 
Yeah. Okay. They, uh, they had the phone, the cell phone, the Chinese cell phone. She's an exec, and I believe she's the daughter of the company founder or president. Um, she's been held. She's been detained for a couple of years in Vancouver, awaiting uh, extradition charges to the U.S. So she's basically held in Canada on American charges because we have an overriding extradition deal with the uh, with the United States. Yeah. Um, now, you know, I, I'm not here to talk about our tenuous relationship with the U.S. and Trump and stuff like that, but we do have deep ties to the U.S. Mm -hmm. that's part of the package. Um, so anyway, she, people are urging him to release her, just send her back to China, um, in order to secure the release of Michael Spaber and Michael Kovrig. Uh, one's a Canadian businessman in China, the other is a former Canadian ambassador. And after um, Meng Huanshu's arrest, these two Michaels were uh, detained in China for uh, quote unquote espionage. Yeah, undermining national security. Right. Yeah. So that obviously sounds like the uh, like the sort of Kremlin speak. Um, yep. So whatever whatever that means. Um, so Trudeau, to his credit, and I, I don't often throw a lot of credit. <laughs> Um, but to his credit, he's standing firm. He's saying basically, if we if we buckle to this, then it's going to put a lot. It's going to make a lot of Canadians around the world sitting ducks. Yeah. Like, well, hey, if we if we grab these people, then their government will do what we want. So, you know, when is when has it ever been giving into bullies and extortion? When's it ever worked? Like, if a bully if a bully takes your lunch money on Monday, um, is he going to show you respect on Tuesday? He's going to come up, hey man. That was a straight up thing you did yesterday. Not right? unless you punch him in the face. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you got to stand up to bullies. So the, uh, my, my theme question then is, are the politicians who are urging Trudeau to bow to China being... Overly dramatic. Right. I think the message is clear. Everybody realizes China is the world superpower. We don't want to mess with China. And we have, we have some shady relationships with, or shady relations with the U.S. right now. You know, it's not the strongest based on their, our two leaders being sort of opposing, opposing, opposing philosophies right. how to handle our people. Um, nobody wants to mess with China at this point in time. You know, even if, even if we were to, send them back and be like, USA, help us out. We're getting, the, the Chinese are coming. They're, they're invading us. They wouldn't want to help us after that. So he, he, right. he has to, he has to stay as is. He can't, he can't, there's nothing he can really do at this point. But yeah. My, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say he's in a rock and a hard place. Yeah. He's yeah. My, like both sides make a point, um, a practical and an emotional point. Yeah. Uh, my my instinct is to not get pushed around. Um, I didn't realize the timeline of that right. this case. I didn't realize it was the uh, Meng Wangzu was was first held, and then they accused the Canadian guys. I thought those guys were accused first. No, it was basically retribution. You know, I was, was making a whole bunch of spy jokes. I was like, well, if you're gonna go to China to spy. You kind of stick out. <laughs> you're like, you're the wrong. You don't yeah. look like you stick it out, man. It's yeah. too obvious. And and if you're if you're taking documents and you're asking locals to translate, kind of not a good good idea either, right? <laughs> so you're it's too easy. So I thought I thought the timeline was the opposite, but now I'm realizing 
it's kind of a, you know, you do this, I'll do that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if, because uh, it hasn't been discussed to do a trade up hostage trade. Or yeah. Like, that hasn't. It, I don't think China is gonna gonna budge. Um, no, they they do want it. I read up. They want tit for tat. They want two for one. Tat. Two for one. Okay. okay. Yeah. But Trudeau is, yeah, it's like you said, he's, he's in a rock and a hard place. He can't really do it because it sets the wrong precedents. And a lot of Canadians in all different countries are going to be at risk. And right. Yeah. But I also think, I also think because it's two guys. Right. We're just like, yeah, you can handle yourself over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you <laughs> gotta, yeah. You make a point. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like you're, Remember when you go to like a, a really nice bar and you go try to talk to the bouncer? You're like, hey man, can I get you let me and my buddy in? Right. He's like, no. Nah. And then two <laughs> hot girls walk by, they get in right away, right? It's like, you're two guys, you can handle yourself. The, the hierarchy of, of saving people's lives or doing right. favors is like, you got children, yeah. you got old people, mm-hmm. you got women, right. in order of like, the hotness scale, you say that, and then you got men. Well, we're at Meng, the bottom. Meng Wanzhou is not bad. She's kind of hot. Where does it go? So, you know, I, I can understand why they're. It's a, no two guys are getting out, man. If, if they were two females, perhaps, maybe. Yeah, no, they're. they're or they are like mother of children. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Or, you know, someone a little more famous. Um, but they are, they're like, uh, they're pasty puppy white dudes. Yes. And the climate in North America, no, nobody gives a damn. No, no. White guys right now. I'm sorry. You're not. <laughs> nobody's helping you out, man. I'm sorry. But I think China, actually, China has a lot in common with Trump because they both seem to play the zero sum game where. Right. They, you know, any there's an old saying where any negotiation should end with neither party being happy. That's a negotiation, right? Yeah. But with Trump and I think um, I think uh, Xi Jinping, yeah. I think they not only have to win, but they have to destroy the opponent. Oh yeah. It's got to be a zero sum game. I get everything, <laughs> you get nothing. Yeah. So that's how Trump negotiates. So honestly, I don't think he'd help us at all. I don't no. think the U.S. would. Oh uh, no. You know, like he just, right now. he's got this all or nothing attitude. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think Canada's on its own. And I think it's important for the rest of the world to see that we're not pushovers. Because um, like I said, what, what do you say to the bully on, on Tuesday? You know, he's going to come yeah. up to you like, you know, so yeah. It's, it's, just for mere, mere population size. Yeah. We have no match. If it was a war of attrition, we wouldn't stand a chance, but we would go down fighting. Oh, but, uh, he's got to stay out of it. He's got to stay out of it. Yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe if him and Obama were still tight, they might be. <laughs> yeah, might know, be a thing, but yeah. very much so. And who knows? Even if Joe Biden wins, which is still a slimish chance. Yes. Uh, Joe Biden's pretty cozy with China. So yeah. I don't know. We don't. We don't know how the Americans are going to vote, and yeah. and that that will be a telltale. Bottom line, time. bottom line is money talks, and Canada doesn't have much. Right. So that's how it right. is. Anyway. All right. You've now pushed me to, that was a nice little segue into this next topic. Uh, so I'm looking at the Canadian Kardashians, who are the Mulroonies. Yeah, right. minus, about, minus about 250 million Instagram followers. But uh, So Jessica Mulrooney, who is the wife of Ben, 
who is the former Canadian Prime Minister, Brian Mulroney. Uh, she got into a war of words on social media with uh, another woman called uh, Sasha Exeter about her support or lack thereof of the Black Lives Movement. Uh, within a week, TV networks cut all ties with Jessica. So my question is, were they being overly dramatic? Mm. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Simple, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, any the the Maroonies are uh, any anybody named Mulrooney is probably clueless to a degree. Um, that's like they, they remind me of Grey Gardens, you know, these mm -hmm. these two old school New York people living on Long Island. Oh, darling, you know, where's yeah. the butler? Oh, he's been dead for 20 years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where anytime social media is involved, you got to know that it's a hit piece on one side or the other. I don't have an objective view of it because I don't really, um, I don't follow the, the Maroonies. Yes. Um, you know, I think that they are uh, clueless elitists. Um, who, who grows up being a prime minister's son and then gets a, well, I shouldn't say that, but, uh, given our current prime minister, um, <laughs> who, who grows up being a prime minister's son and doesn't have one long avenue of green lights in their life? Uh, I don't, he gets his, he gets a job on CTV right away, man. Yeah, like exactly. we talk to be fair though. He is a very handsome guy. I, I suppose so. If like, I were a gay man. Right. Yeah. You give him a throw. You know, yeah, you for sure. Take him to the rodeo. He's good a good looking guy. Yeah, I guess so. He's he's not bad looking. I just always found him to look like a brunette version of the blonde idiot on Harry Potter. Oh Draco Lord. Or Draco <laughs> or something like that. Like. Yeah, he looks like Draco. Yeah, Draco. Yeah. You know the guy's no, a Asian, right? Like you know he's yeah. uh, he, he's probably said from very young ages to various friends, "I will destroy you." Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's got a career in media. I mean, they say he gets credit for really uh, advancing Canadian artists and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, that's cool. But yeah. honestly, what, what, kind of, what kind of man hosts an e-talk show? Okay. So back to Jessica. Um, right. <laughs> here's the thing with Jessica. Here's, here's my thing. She got in trouble, right? All she had to do was just post a picture of her and her bestie, Meghan Markle. Okay. They're good friends. Be like, I support black lives. <laughs> there you go. That would be it. That'd be the end of the argument. You don't need to like go out and post, you know, very strong points of view. Just like, I have a few black friends here and there, you know, the, the same, the same old, I'm not racist because these are my black friends. This is, this would be an easy out for Jessica. She should just done something like that. Okay. What did she do? She she comments she like she went in and then tried to tell Sasha um, stuff about like because she didn't want to uh, support the movement and then she was like I'm gonna like tell other people not to support your business or your brand so she really tried to uh, tell Sasha Exeter how she would bring her down in a way. Oh really? Yeah. That's just stupid. Kind of, that's pretty Mulrooney esque. Yeah. But. Uh... Yeah, I, that's, um, well, first of all, I don't believe in compelled speech, you know, I don't yes. think that anybody should morally uh, force you to say things if you don't want to say them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if she actually, see, this is what, this is the same thing with these cops with the video cameras on them, 
It's like, do you not see that this is going out? Are you so arrogant or view yourself as so much above the law that you can say and do whatever you want while being filmed on social media and you think that people are going to be cool with it? So why would you, even if it's just like a cat fight, even if it was just like a, a spat between colleagues and race had nothing to do with it, it does anyway because our whole society is churning about race right now. Yeah. Well, why would you possibly do something that you know is going to get recorded and stay there forever um, if you can just be nicer about it? Yeah. That doesn't yep. make any sense. Like this, this kamikaze tweeting attitude about people. Like I'm going to say it and I don't care who sees it because I'm yeah. going to be fine. And that you're not fine. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a jackass. And so it's like you're educated. You know everything you write on social media has an electronic record. Indeed. Right? And it doesn't go anywhere. Like, so you, you think about Roseanne Barr, for example. Mm-hmm. She put out a racist tweet. It was a joke, sure, in her mind. But, you know, people are going to take it and read it the way people read things. And, yeah. and it was taken the wrong way. And so... You lose your you lose your little sitcom, right? Yeah, I like how she said she was all all stoked up on Ambien. Like that's <laughs> oh no, sorry, I said something racist. I was drunk at the time. Oh, isn't that Trump's excuse every time? Uh, <laughs> well, he 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 doesn't drink, right? So oh. his excuse basically is uh, I was born this way. Or something. Yeah, right. But, and then uh, the 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 Chris D'Elia, he's a comedian. You know he right. yeah he got in trouble for. You know, grooming sixteen-year-old girls, trying to get them to come after, after his shows and stuff. But like, you're you're DMing little girls. Yeah, that's only, smart, Yeah, that's only permitted if you're a Muslim in Northern England. That's so silly, man. Like, what's wrong? <laughs> I had no part in that joke. <laughs> See, this is why we have the dividing line. <laughs> You have to under, you have to understand our, our theme here. Patrick is the good guy. Yeah, but <laughs> Patrick, Patrick is Hulk Hogan. Like Patrick is, like if somebody says, oh, okay. oh there's coffee spilled on the floor. Yeah, says, I say we clean it up. Yeah, right. I'm the Bobby Heenan. I'm the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Wait a second. You know, so, but uh, no, that that's a whole other issue that we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, frankly, it's not Canadian. I always think about. When you okay, people are gonna people are gonna troll you on social media if you have a presence, okay? Yeah. You don't respond on social media to that. I wanna treat it like you know, like as a teacher, you have to handle some sensitive information. You gotta you gotta make that phone call. Yeah. Or like have a have a meeting face to face. Say, why don't we go out for coffee? And then you tell them what's your mind, what's on your mind, right? Don't don't do it on social media. Try to yeah. do it face to face. Let the person see your body language, feel your energy, right? But no troll wants that. They want to keep that privacy. They want to. They want to. They want to bring you down with your words. And you got to be smart. It's so quick to incite a mob on social media. Stay away from it, man. Don't don't comment on people. There's people that I love that I have great relationships with. They'll burn me with one of my own texts. Yeah. Say, what, what are you mad at me for? And then they'll like copy and paste. You said this right. Saturday. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So if, if people you love are happy to burn you that way, what are strangers or acquaintances going to do? Absolutely. So, no, yeah. it's stupid. So the lesson to take from that is like, just stop saying stupid things on social media. <laughs> How hard is that? Evidently, extremely hard. Yeah. But, and, and shout out to Ben. Yeah, Mulroney. yeah. 
you know, he quit his job right yeah. after. Soon as soon as the whole scandal got out, Ben was like, you know what? I'm going to quit eTalk. We're going to give it up to somebody else who actually needs money. And let's hope that this job goes to a person of color. So he kind of like put that out there for, for CTV to hire. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I mean, I admire his his courage in doing that, but like, let's let's not pretend it's just like a regular job. For <laughs> he was he was a multimillionaire, right? He, he already had money, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, that's that's an interesting issue too. I'm, I don't know, I don't I don't have a sure sense of my own opinions half the time, right? Mm. Like my my mind, as a normal person, the more I intake, the more I read, the more sides I look at, my mind changes. Yeah. So I'm not set in my ways, but I don't. I don't know about that general philosophy to say, well, you know, let me, let me give this up so a minority can have it. Um, yeah. Where, where does that end? Like, where, where does that go? That's weird. So you want, I don't know. You want Caucasian? I think he's just, maybe he's just like, we need, we need more uh, minority faces on TV. Right. And not people who are sons of former prime ministers. No, well, that's, yeah. I mean, nepotism, I mean, what's uh, equity versus nepotism? I, I take equity anytime because yeah. at least you got a shot that, you know, somebody new of color is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, with nepotism, you're getting kind of a carbon copy of the original version. Yeah. yeah. I, you and I are both actors. Um, yeah. We auditioned for years and years and years, got some, didn't get some. Yeah. The nepotism is crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The nepotism oh, yeah. is just insane. Like people complain about the... Uh, about like, you know, affirmative action and, uh, you know, trying to, to, you know, encourage minorities to audition. Yeah. That was, that was minuscule in frustration compared oh. to the artistic stuff. Oh, oh if you, uh, if you're not in the in bubble, you're, you're not getting in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, my uncle owned the production company, so I had to work harder. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what, do you think, right. do you think I look like a uh, Bane? From uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I mean, you got half the look. Do I break so, your spirit or your body? Yeah. You know, but I, I was thinking, I can't really talk. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Am I acceptable now to, like, go to the bank? You could go to the bank totally, man. You. All right, good. If you want to yeah. ask them, yeah, for a couple extra 20s in there, you're good. You'll get a couple. I'm actually much more handsome with my face covered. Hey. We both have a good face for radio. If, if it was dark in here, we'd be stunners. Yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, you can see too much of me. But uh, All right. You got your fourth topic ready? All right. I thought it was the song. Okay, yeah. We're still <laughs> Man, you sidetracked me. I don't do it to you. Um, actually, uh, okay, third Canadian topic. Fourth Canadian topic. Yeah, we're right? on the fourth. Now, this one's a little bit, uh, a little bit more obscure. Uh, I, I say... Canceling STEM is insane. Okay. Um, the, the, the domino effect in any sort of social movement or frankly, any sort of um, social panic, um, it sets in as it always does. Now, good causes often get commandeered by the loony radicals who uh, get too much click time and they hurt the cause that they claim to help. So there is a push in certain social media circles. Now, again, I say Twitter is not voter. Social media does not represent 97% of people who don't have anything to do with it. But we're kidding ourselves if we say it's not influential. People do get fired. People do have to quit. People do have to yep. do these public struggle sessions to apologize for themselves because Twitter's mad. 
Um, so you can't, you know, one cannot say, oh, don't take them seriously on one hand, but then take them seriously on the other. So I take it seriously when there are people in social media basically saying cancel STEM. Um, there, there's a, okay, so science, technology, engineering, mathematics, right? Those yeah. Are STEM programs in universities. Um, so certain people and the voices are growing. They want to uh, abolish STEM um, and, and focus more on humanities and socially progressive programs. So this is one of the most ridiculous things that I've seen in quite a while. Um, so what, like, what is that, what is that telling people in order to get a good education, all students should study nothing but critical race theory and other grievance programs. Like forget math, science, engineering, technology, because they're part of a systematic patriarchy. Personally, I'd have a rough time having to pay off OSAP for 20 years because I got a degree in white men suck studies, right? So my question is, are the anti-STEM activists being overly dramatic? Yes. <laughs> Next topic. All right. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, I mean, we've both been around education for quite some time. Um, I think the curriculum is, is sad, you know? Nothing's ever up to date. You know, uh, okay. the the thing with, especially high school, we get like a new curriculum push every, say, 10 years, five to 10 years. Yep. Yep. I think they need to look at education itself and the curriculum more like app, developer, app developers do, you know? Okay, sure. An app comes out, they take the feedback from the people and they make adjustments like every two to three weeks. Yep. It should be the same for the curriculum. It should be a constantly evolving sort of document that's based on the needs of the now. We are learning or the kid, these kids are learning stuff that have no relevance to what they're doing in society. Yep. And they also rebel. They're all like, if you're in a math class, like why do I have to learn quadratic formula? Or, you know, when am I ever going to use Y equals MX plus B? Like, you never use that stuff. And you have to agree with them, right? Mm -hmm. the, the math of now is not the same math that they need, yeah. right? So our, our curriculum itself and, and our, our system is flawed. And okay. so the, the STEM push, I get it. Yeah, we, there's always going to be that need for innovation. Mm -hmm. But... We have other kids, too, who have strengths, you know, to say everybody needs STEM. That's a that's a flawed argument. And they need to. I don't know what the solution is, but it's not online learning and it's not the way schools are currently set up. Right. But I'm just going to say as a teacher. We have a really, really crappy curriculum. And a system that's not really working. Yeah, whenever I've taught um, Ontario curriculum stuff, it's just, it's such a tax just getting through the manuals, just reading the curriculum. And yeah. uh, like the, the, the rubrics are making less and less sense. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right, it doesn't take into account a lot of the cultural changes we've had in the last uh, generation. But my, my issue though is that I, I'm not in favor of abolishing things. I mean, like to me, in, in a way, especially at the university level, trying to somehow undermine or, or um, deplatform STEM stuff, it's the same as tearing down a statue you don't like. 
Yeah. Like, if every single thing has to represent European men to you, like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, like what do we like? What what's the end game here? What do you want? Like just what what I I, I studied voodoo in university. There, I'm a fucking doctor. So, <laughs> oh, you might have to bleep that. Did CBC say, <laughs> did CBC say yes to us? <laughs> All right. I forgot. I thought I thought it was uh, on stage. Yeah, yeah. I say not the nightclub, not the nightclub. <laughs> it's literally the day club. Um, yeah, if but if you bleep it, it'll just draw more attention. Yeah, I'll, I'll bleep it. They'll be like, "What did he say? What did um, he say?" No, but like it just. I think that people who have a rougher time with it should be given easier avenues to understanding it. I think uh, the education of it needs to change, but I don't think it needs to be gotten rid of altogether because. You know, we do have we do have grids. We have air travel. We have plumbing. We have yeah. you know, medicine stuff like that. So to say, so many stuff, avenues. All that stuff is bad. That's just yep. overreactionary. That's just nonsense. So yeah. teach people better teaching and learning experiences, and you'd be amazed at how many people are actually good at things yeah. instead of shutting them out of it. So yeah, 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 and and we want to encourage innovation, right? So like, yeah. put more emphasis on on the creativity piece yeah. than on the learning what other people already created. <laughs> right. Adaptation, innovation, um, but not like denial and, and petulant sort of uh, banning things. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm saying that a lot today. I'm saying so anyway. <laughs> so anyway. These so anyway, your song is next. <laughs> All right. So I can't wear the mask for it because I don't, I don't know if it works. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work very no. well. So very well. So, all right. So I'm going to, I'll try to do this quickly. Um, the, I don't really have to introduce it because you'll probably know what it is like after like five seconds. Okay. So, and you'll know what it's about too. If your nose runs, keep the neptic look in my eyes, Corona. Keep your distance far from me, to meet us please. Standing in the liquor store line, Corona. Never gonna stop, gotta cough, gotta scratch my nose, touch my face all day. Swear that I'm gonna be okay, my, 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 woo! What's the next slide? My, 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 Corona. judging me but i can see what the hell i'm supposed to do my corona funerals are out of line protests are fine i really wish you'd make up your mind corona people lose their livelihoods but twitter's good ruling everything in our lives corona never gonna stop tell me what to do every day doesn't matter if it contradicts what you said yesterday my 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 woo my corona my Corona, my Corona, my Corona. There. I it's awesome. I yeah, I man. To, I forgot to play the bridge, but I didn't have any words for it anyway. There. Let's not forget, some people are asymptomatic. You could be out there carrying, you know. Yes. So, 
Yeah, Corona. That's a good one. Good one. People are learning. We're just learning more and more about this virus as, as the days go along. People are still confused and they're getting frustrated, but I think for the most part, um, most people are trying to do the, their part. You know, they're trying yeah. To yeah, except at, gonna... except at the beaches in Toronto. Yeah, that's a thing, right? Nobody's like, wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. It's at least like, I don't know, put on like a scuba thing or something. Just know? a bunch of young people. They don't care. Yeah. They're just like, eh, this doesn't affect me. I'm good. Yeah. So. I ordered a Mandalorian helmet, like a Star Wars thing. But yeah. I, like, yeah, I want to get that or like Iron Man or Darth Vader or something. Just walk yeah. around. Then go to the beach, you know, why not? Let's go to the beach. Let's go swim and scuba. People, and I mean, at least, at least most normal people understand that they don't want to spread viruses or get sick. Right. Uh, I just wish the, the, the expert advice wasn't so contradictory so frequently. It's true. But uh, yeah, we're doing what we can. We're doing what we can. Yeah. All right. Now we're up to my segment, which is keeping it real. I just want to talk about some of the things we've seen this week. So we've seen a couple instances today of people making life-altering mistakes because they may have forgotten that they have an electronic record, <laughs> meaning everything you do online is recorded and can be traced. Like my wife, who brings up things I did some 20 years ago. She's like a, a supercomputer when it comes to things I've done wrong. So parents, you have children. If you have children with aspirations, maybe even going into politics, do not let them open up any accounts, okay? <laughs> if, you, if you have children and you want them to get a job in the future, do not let them open up any accounts. Some inappropriate picture they liked from 30 years back might come to haunt you, you know? You go to the, you know the references section on any resume or CV? That's just going to be somebody just going through all your posts and comments in the future and just decide if you're a good fit for the company. Yeah. If you need to say something to someone, do it face to face. Don't ever do it online. It's, it's going to come back to bite you in the butt. If they ever bring that up and you realize you're wrong, at least you can say, I never said that. Or then you can lie. <laughs> just straight up lie. I never said that. Right. So technology is our friend, but it can also be our worst enemies, right? You don't have the Mulroney-type money to just quit your job and everything will be okay. Just think about that. I was keeping it real. Nice. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I nothing to refute. I think that was, uh, well, uh, good advice for people of all ages. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so anything to plug this week? Um, well, generally, I just uh, I always like to give a shout out to King Henry's Arms. They're still yeah. open. I mean, they're open for delivery. You can call them. You can go to their website, their Facebook page, or you can go in. It's the yep. uh, 16th and Young, across yep. from Hillcrest Mall. It's in, beside the McDonald's there. Um, they're, they're open and serving. So nice, I, man. You know, I try to give shout outs to them because they do. They honestly try to support the arts in our community. Yeah, they do. They do. So, you know, I want to do what I can to give, uh, to give back in any way I can. So hopefully within the next month or so, we'll, Patrick and I will see you all there personally. Yeah. And, uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a barn burner. That's gonna oh be yeah. A, so we'll bring up all the best, best comics. So, Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give a shout out to my favorite coffee shop, the Roos Cafe in King City. Um, give a shout out to Anil's Taste of the Islands. Love their stuff. Uh, always support local business. They're at Young and Major Mac, a little bit north of there. Right. Yep. And um, to Arbon Natural Products, you can find her Instagram handle uh, at sicker than your average mama. 
So check those oh, out. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. Is, that, is that a store? Or is that that's a like, yeah, they sell natural beauty supplies, skin products, even food, vegan yeah, products. Right. Yeah, I it's a pretty, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very, um, very na internationally ranked company. So, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. legit. Okay, good. Um, so, we're into the last bit of our show. Final thoughts. I am uh, just going to say that it's been a sad week for me. I saw there was an accident that happened in the Caledon slash Brampton area. And I'm a father of three girls, as most of you know. And I saw a story this week of a mother and her three girls got killed in, in a car accident. The mother's name was Carolina Ciasulo. And the girls are Clara, Liliana, and Mila. I'm telling you guys, I wept for about an hour on and off just thinking about the pain of her husband, the unimaginable loss. He's a, he's a human, just like me. And for whatever reason that night, I felt the urge to wake up my kids and kiss them multiple times that night. So it doesn't matter what race we are, what religion or ethnicity, I felt pain for him. I wish he could have his family back. And to our listeners and viewers, if you're under the influence of any drug or alcohol, just get an Uber or taxi. It's, it's a simple app or a phone call. Be safe on the roads. And on a global level, all we need is a little empathy for each other's perspectives. We can find so many solutions that way. Nice. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough one. It's, um, yeah, like uh, any kind of under the influence driving, like don't, I know it's hard, but don't trust yourself. Don't trust your own judgment if you're the one under the influence. No. Because people are like, you know, I'm okay. I do this all the time. You know, don't yeah. trust yourself. Don't it was a 20 year old kid, 20 year old kid who, um, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, this happens, I mean, this happens every, every year or so. Like, it's just one of those things where an entire family uh, has this tragedy put upon them by yeah. complete, stupid irresponsibility. You know, we can't bring them back, we can hope to save others in the future. Yeah, you know? well, how do I follow that, man? Like, <laughs> geez. You like, I should have done that like a because mine, mine's still, I'm still in cranky mode. I'm yeah. still, in, uh, I'm still like chippy. I'm still like the, uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll just give my final thoughts, but I, yeah. I really hope that uh, Patrick's final thoughts is the takeaway from this podcast today. Um, my thing is this, uh, I'm a little more edgy this week. I'm a little more irritated. <clears throat> I'm a little more sick of uh, hypocrisy on both sides. Um, and I'm just, it's like the men's room at a subway station sometimes going on Facebook or Twitter and stuff like that. So, uh, what I say is when you post, repost, share, point out, center, mention every little article you read that confirms your own bias, do you think you're helping your cause? Maybe you think you are, but you're not, especially if it's fake or dubious. Okay. So you're just fanning the flames. I know a lot of people with really itchy click fingers ready to spew bile all over social media under the guise of helping the oppressed. It becomes weird. It's like this weird form of like, of like victim porn or like bigotry porn or something. Oh, look, look at this. Look at this thing that happened somewhere in Arkansas yesterday. It's all of them. No, it's not. 
And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of everybody, like the, all these monoliths. Like, see, I told you white people suck. No, we don't, okay? Those people <laughs> suck. So I just, I get really sick of the, just the, the, the deluge of uh, poison. And you think you're helping. You think you're, oh, I'm pointing out, look at all these injustices. No, you're not, man. No, you're not. You're, you're putting up oppression porn. Um, and people don't need you to share every stupid article you see, okay? We can read it for ourselves without you expediting every, every piece of trivial nonsense that you find online, okay? So it might be different, uh, you know, when, when half of it turns out to be fake, it would be different if the retractions were as prominent as the original accusations, but they never are. So do us all a favor. Take a break for a while. Everybody I know, take a break for a while. Take a quick break. Take a screen break. Take Patrick's Father's Day hour. He's got <laughs> left over. Okay, you're not a journalist, okay? You're just being obnoxious. So there. Uh, we go from Patrick's lovely poignance to my uh, being a cranky old man. Good to know that you have no point of view. I, I, I'm right in the middle. I hate everybody. <laughs> I think everybody's full of it. So, anyway. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't say, I don't say as a man, as a white person, I yeah, say, yeah, yeah. As, a, as a cranky jackass. This is as a, yeah, and, and that's the whole point of our show, right? We're just two overeducated fools who just we are. We are. Talk, some, talk, talk some stuff. You're that's overeducated, it. I'm a fool. I think that's hey, true. no, it's, it's both. <laughs> and that was it, man. That was awesome. All right. How, do we uh, go real long? The outro, man. We're, we're good. This has been overly dramatic. This has been overly dramatic. This has been overly dramatic. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to our um, YouTube channel. Don't forget to uh, like our podcast and, you know, Subscribe to that. Click on it so you get the weekly updates right away. Um, we're on Spotify. We'll, we're on um, Anchor. We're on a few other podcasting streams now. So check us out. And this is gonna this is gonna blow up. I, I really feel good about it. We got some good energy here. And uh, Brent's Brent's smiling. He's he's all he's, he's <laughs> he had a good show. We had a, it was a lot of fun. And we'll see you guys again next week. Absolutely. Take care. Thank you so much.